Alex is a spoiler bot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me today, I have our Wizard of Wait What, Chinoda. Incoherent Viking screams. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> and our chivalry of Shotaro. I'm stoked on ambition and verve. Oh, my. I also want to... I want to point out for the next 24 episodes of this, we're going to have to hear him pronounce Vikings as Vikings. Are you being racist? God. <laughs> no, I'm just pointing that out. So as you have probably uh, been able to figure out from Chinoda's intro there, we are going to be doing a special episode-by-episode review of Vinland Saga. Uh, so, yeah, over the next 24 weeks-ish... Um, you can sit back, relax, and listen to all of our thoughts about Studio Wit's current anime project, Vinland Saga. Now, before we get started, since this is the first episode, I feel I feel it necessary to point out that uh, of the three people here, both myself and Sho have actually read the manga that this anime is based on. So we kind of go into this knowing what's going to happen story-wise, more or less. Uh, but we're going to be focusing pretty much exclusively on the anime adaptation itself uh in these reviews so you won't have to necessarily worry about a spoiling stuff that comes afterwards in the manga now we, we may mention stuff that happens in the manga as an aside as to how it was adapted into the anime but that's pretty much all i think we're going to be discussing in terms of the manga the manga doesn't exist yeah <laughs> As far as uh, this podcast goes. <laughs> Says you. What? Yes. This is Studio Wit's uh, latest project, I guess you could say. Mo- they're probably best known now for doing Attack on Titan. They've also done Seraph at the End, Cabinary, and Ancient Magus Bride, which my brain always wants to say is done by production IG. Um, it is currently being streamed on Amazon Prime. So... I wrote down particularly that it was produced by Wit Studio mostly because I have high uh, expectations for this anime adaptation, seeing as Wit Studio has done all those anime that uh, Alex just listed, and those have all been beautifully animated, so my expectations are quite, quite high for Yeah, I mean, this. I mean Wit Studio has become known for having pretty you know a tier animation so i think in terms of that we're i think that that was the expectation going in for a lot of people that this would if nothing else look very good and the last thing wit studio did was attack on titan season three part two and they seem to be like slipping in um passion for their projects and also like the slightly slipping in animation qualities so i'm kind of also uh nervous about this because they they seem to be on a downhill uh ride right now so we'll see what what this has to give us yeah uh i mean i haven't seen the dragon titan season three part two uh, but uh that's that does seem to be a lot of the a lot of people that follow attack on titan seem to be thinking that like their passion, like when they had it for season one, is not quite there anymore. 
I guess not. So, I mean, they outright stated it in an interview. That's so. true. <laughs> Wait, they did? When was this? Well, they dropped it. They're not animating it anymore. That's why they dropped it, because they don't have any interest in it anymore. Right? Which is ironic for a studio that started out, that was formed basically to make Attack on Titan. They're like, no, nah, we don't want this anymore. God, Wait, did they ever so... confirm that? I. They said it in an interview, yes. I feel like they did, or it could be lying. But there I were a bunch like of the did. animators from Studio Wit that said they really don't want to do Attack on Titan anymore. Yeah, I know that, but like it wasn't a straight up confirmation. I was asking if there was an actual confirmation because I. We're not I'm... here to talk about Attack on Titan. <laughs> right, Fuck right, it. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And sorry. I also I not really caught me off guard. I also. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're here to talk about Vinland Saga. So let's talk about fucking Vinland Saga. So in this first episode, we kind of... This first episode is mostly backstory, kind of, for the main character, Oh my uh, god. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so I know... So I know I know you had uh, reservations about this first no, episode. No, but... Uh, you can't say it's a backstory. Backstory for who? For Thorfinn. But it's you how can you right? say that knowing only the knowledge from episode one? You are I've read the manga. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> Alex is a spoiler bot. <laughs> I told you I've read the manga. God, he's so bad at this. I know. It's like well when we did the when we did our our, our, our review I... for Sarah Zemite, there was no source to read. So. As as someone who's uh, watching it, I can say for certain, like, even with the first episode, so long as you even just watch the OP, like, it's fairly, it just tells you what, what's going to happen. And, like, I, I have quite a few guesses. And I'm pretty sure they're going to come true. Like, if you're yeah. a season watcher, you can guess these things rather accurately. Yeah, you could assume it's a backstory, seeing as you see um, an older Thorfinn in the OP. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, so, so speaking of the OP, should, let's start out with let's start out there. Okay. Uh, so the OP, the song is being done by Survive Said the Prophet. They also, uh, I guess you would say, recently last year, did the OP for Banana, well, the first OP for Banana Fish. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, but one thing I know, show you and I have talked about this. The, I think you and I both like the visuals and we like the song, but they don't seem to go together very well. Well, I like the visuals that go with the song. There's just like half of the visuals are really good, and the other half are just really basic shots of uh, bright colored characters just looking at the screen while the person who's singing it is like screaming in the background and i'm like so like the generic anime shot kind of yeah, yeah. and there's like there's like so much emotion in the song and then the anime characters are just like hi i am this character hi i'm this character <laughs> this is it's so almost like weird. i don't know if anyone's familiar with it but like in the 80s 80s sitcoms always had the turn and smile it seems so like that kind of style of generic i guess so yeah, I I feel like there there are multiple times in the visuals of the OP where it's like they just don't match up the song that's being played. But both I mean, the visuals themselves by, by themselves are really good, and the song by itself is really good. It's just there are certain parts of it that they don't tend to go together very well. Yeah. So 
I want to say I really love the song. I'm really liking Survive Said the Prophet. I like their uh, OP for Banana Fish as well. Um, and I feel like the visuals don't do the song justice. Um, I'd agree with that. But there are some good parts visually of the OP, which I listed out here. I don't know if I want to describe them. <laughs> but there's some shots that I think are really beautiful in the OP. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, I guess you listed them as powerful images, and there are, like the lightning striking the seas, uh, Thorfinn standing on top of a hill full of corpses. I mean, it's it's sort of like preparing us for a wild ride that we're about to go on. Yeah. Which I think is cool. And you also get to see Thorfinn sort of grow up in the, o- in the OP, which is what led to me saying that the first couple episodes are kind of backstory. Uh, but... I don't know. I, I like the OP overall. I just think that there are certain parts of it where the visuals don't match the the vocals of the song. It doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like it's a horrible OP, thankfully. So, I, I don't mind No, it. no. Oh, I've seen much worse OPs, <laughs> definitely. Um, like I, I said, I'm doing it is now that I've watched it, I know what's going on. I'm just going to skip it for the rest of the episodes. Unless really? Wow. I don't Villains. watch OP. Okay, only if I watch an OP and it's really, really good, Yuri on Ice, um, <laughs> I pretty much skip it every time because I'm like, okay, I watched it, I listened to the song, cool, skip. <laughs> Get to the meat of the show, what I'm here for. I'm not there for an OP. I'm here for the I, OP. Literally, I, Vinland Saga is enough, the only anime this season where I actually watch the OP every episode. Yeah, fair I, enough. I really like it. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything that's currently airing where I do that besides Vinland Saga so far. And I can't think... Well, I don't know. Fire Force, maybe. Oh, yeah, Fire oh. Force. Never mind. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scene opens with uh, a scene of Thorfinn's father, Thor, is participating in a naval battle. Um, I think we kind of have to talk about the CG water a little bit. Mm, we <laughs> and how it's to? not great. It could be worse. I mean, yeah, it could be a CG Titan. <laughs> we could be looking at berserk levels of water. Oh my god, no, thank Christ it's not that bad. At uh, least it's dark and moody and not happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, if there's anything about it you can say, at least it matches like the tone of the story being told. Yeah. The the CG Ocean, it's it's not berserk levels of bad, uh, thankfully. It it looks fine enough. If you won't write home to anyone, say, holy shit, look at this uh, pretty water. No, it's not that good, but it's no. passable. I mean, and, and I mean, it, it's it's worth saying that the two most difficult things to animate are fire and water. So I cut them a little slag on this. I don't know why they decided to go with CG water, but you know what? If this is the worst the animation is going to look, I can live with it. I mean, it is kind of disappointing considering this is a Viking anime and they're yeah, using CG water. Yeah, I was about water. to say that. Like, you would think they would have put more effort into the water considering the subject at hand, but, you know, so long as it's passable, I guess I won't care too much. And there's nothing to say that the CG water can't change as the story goes on either. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. 
I expect there will be a couple of high production episodes where it'll look better, more than likely. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to any kind of, um, like, naval battles on the water to see if it's going like, to, it's the CG is going to be the same. I'm kind of hoping not, <laughs> but this is Studio Wit, so you never know. All you can do is hope. What I will say was uh, very jarring was the CG character models that were uh, the warriors fighting in that battle. I like if it wasn't CG, I think it was really cool. But then it's very the 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 character models move very much like robots and kind of takes me out of the scene. That's one thing you should not do CG is characters. Yeah. Well, you and I, I think, talked about this while um, Legend of Galactic Heroes was airing, and that was a lot of that was CG. And I think CG works when you use when you're when you're animating inanimate objects like boats or starships or whatever. It doesn't work so well when you're doing it with animals or with human characters. Yeah. It just makes everything look so robotic and just scripted for lack yeah. of a better term unless that Which is it is unless you make the whole anime based around that one style if you just have a, uh, have differing uh styles all in one shot it, it makes it look bad yeah i'd agree uh so after this first scene where we see thor's participating in naval battle where he runs the fuck away like a pussy no <laughs> um we kind of cut to, uh, I forget exactly how many years later it is. Is it? I, I forget how many years later. It I don't is. think they said. They never said it. Oh, did they not years. say? I thought they. I thought there was no. a thing that came up and said. Oh, maybe they, they, they never did. said. Okay, it. I didn't pay attention to to a a indiscriminate number of years later. I'm no, uh, saying at least uh, ten from what it looks like, or maybe more than ten. I'd probably say at maybe least... at least fifteen. No, like. At least as long as Thorfinn is old, so like six years. Well, he has a, he has an older sister too. Oh, yeah, that's the totally that's the thing. That. Uh, she looks uh, around to be like fifteen, sixteen, 15, maybe sixteen. Yeah, oh, great. It's a long time. So anyway, anyway, that's not that important. There, <laughs> we're uh, Thor's is living in Iceland with his family, and he's had. A child, a kid, a couple of kids. Uh, one of them is named Thorfinn, who is the main character of the story. Um, I like, personally, I love the fact that this takes place in the real world and it's not some kind of like fantasy world with a Viking aesthetic because like there's real places and real people. Like we see Iceland for what it is. At the time, it was not a hospitable place to live. Um, and a lot of. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of uh, Vikings who were from Norway and the Scandinavian countries, they had immigrated to Iceland as political refugees, which is very accurate and true to history. A lot of people who were persecuted back in Norway did actually leave to go to Iceland and eventually Greenland as political prisoners or refugees. So I, that, for, for me, as someone who likes studying history, that's... It's great for me. And the fact that they have Leif Erikson in the in the story is great too. That when 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 they when he was first revealed, I was just like, No way, really? 
I, I, I like that. I really did. I'm, I'm hoping we get to see more of him in the future. He seems like yeah. a cool character. I'd like to point out he uh, one of the stories that Leif Erikson tells in the first episode is a story about being caught in a uh, ice flow off of Greenland. That story actually happened. Damn That's really? like actual. That yes, that story actually happened. It's a true life story. Yes, huh. that actually, actually happened really cool on his them, second then. expedition to Greenland, I believe. So yeah, it's really cool that they, they although this story doesn't particularly revolve around a specific historical event they are incorporating actual events from history into it oh that does and actual make me figures wonder. from history that makes me wonder if we're gonna see more stuff like that than uh actual historical I would, I, events i hope so then well actually yeah. uh in the flashback where they was it this episode no i don't think was it was it this the... episode actually so never mind <laughs> wait Oh God! I don't know which episode. Are you ah! talking about him? Act- no, hold on. Are you talking about him recounting landing in Vinland? No, because that was the first episode. Hmm. Show doesn't I'll, have a I'll, good I'll think about it. I don't remember which no. episode that happened in. Anyway, um, I forget where I was going with this. Uh, oh yeah, so the historical stuff and Leif Erikson also did. He was. He's. Oh no 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 no! Hockey. Okay, I remember. Yes, it was this episode where they had the flashback where they said that the king Harald, um, like was evil or whatever, and then they all fled mm-hmm. from him. But Harald is an actual king of Norway. Yeah, he was the first king of Norway. Yeah. Yes, that's just yeah. Anyway, his full his full name was Harald Fairhair. Oh wow. Not even joking, that was his full name, Harold Ferrer. Um, although, there's some historical debate as to whether he was a real person or an actual like mythical character, because there's not a whole lot of written evidence that he ever existed. It's because it was all pillaged. Well, the Vikings themselves weren't known for writing things down, so Wait, there's a lot of stuff from viking lore that has to be kind of guessed at based on what was going on at the time it was being written down by you know christian scholars and stuff you know how much vikings hate christians yes which is very ironic because leif erickson was a christian he had converted to christianity sometime in his like 20s or so and actually that's the entire reason he went to greenland in the first place was to convert people to christianity huh and he'd heard about some people that had returned from uh like uh naval excursions off to the west of Greenland saying that they had spotted some land and that's the whole reason he sta- sailed west from Greenland is because he wanted to see the land that they had spotted and that's he ended up in what's believed to be current day Newfoundland um although there's some reports that say that he or some historians that say that he landed in Baffin Island up in northern Canada, but it was sometime around the turn of the 11th century when this happened. And so, like, all this is happening around historical events, and I'm like, this is really cool. Like, I'm I'm really great. It's great for to see an anime and a manga do this, to, like, inject itself into historical events while not itself portraying a historical event. I love fate. Uh, (laughs) You can fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
So anyway, the the rest of the story of this first episode sort of revolves around an escaped slave from a settlement on the other side of a mountain range where the village that Thor's lives in in uh, collapses basically in front of his house, and Thor's tries to resuscitate and uh, rescue this slave also i'd like to point out uh you see in the anime thor is per, uh performing what looks to be cpr uh it's kind of true because although it's not entirely known who discovered that cpr could work to resuscitate people it is believed that it may have been the vikings that did oh interesting oh. yeah it's not like 100 percent like historically known whether it was the vikings but it was sometime around the 10th or 11th century that this concept of cpr was discovered and a lot of people credit it to the vikings um but anyway uh so then what ends up happening is the guy who owns this slave uh whose name is half dan which i thought was it's, it's such a great name half dan why uh, because there was a um after the Viking conquest of the British Isles, there was an English king named Halfdan the Mild. Interesting. Uh, it's just it's a <laughs> it's a really funny name, Halfdan, Half a Dan. Um, anyway, he comes over to this village and is like, "Yo, uh, give me my damn slave back." And Thor's is like, "How about this? How about I buy him off of you?" And he ends up. I think it was like eight. Eight goats uh-huh. is what he's traded for. I think for it was him. sheep's or sheep, whatever. Yeah. Goat, sheep. Uh, uh, and Havdan had only traded two sheep for the slave, <laughs> which and then after a, a, a night of being after of being resuscitated, the fucking slave dies. <laughs> I also love how uh, Thorfinn's sister like goes fucking nuts about the fact that oh the sheep they're gone and he died. She starts fucking crying. I'm like, bitch, please. I mean, no, I have to agree with her. Like, so (laughs) so much damn food and clothing just gone like that. All for some slave? Like, (laughs) no. Heartless bastard. Listen, when you're in a place like that, you need to do what you gotta do to survive. And when your dad does something, something so stupid, my god, I'd be crying too. So, slavery in anime is not a new thing, and I don't think that this episode was that interesting in regards to slavery. I also think that the moral dilemma between the Thors and his daughter was kind of like, it was uninteresting. (laughs) I I thought it was a bit boring, honestly. It's it's funny because... At one I mean, point it's... where they're cleaning snow off the roof, uh, uh, Thorfinn's daughter is like, hey, why can't we get a slave to do this? And he's like, no. It's kind of establishing Thor's character as like moral Genius. in a Western sense, but it feels a bit anachronistic because everyone else around him is like Viking morals, and he's the only one that's like western modern day western morals so Mm. i don't know how to feel about this we don't know a lot about thor's right now but he seems a bit strange yeah um although this isn't i mean they have leif erikson in 
the story and he did not he was a viking so to speak like you know ethnically he was you know nordic norwegian um but he in real life did not portray what are believed to be traditional viking beliefs either yeah but that that's like he his historical like that's historically true of him whereas Mm -hmm. thor's is an original character and to choose purposefully an original character that is anachronistic is yeah it's an iffy choice it does come off that way for sure I don't know how to it feel about whether it. it's whether it's meant to be whether it's meant to be seen that way or not. It certainly comes off as anachronistic. It, it comes off as uh, seeing like our modern day morals through the lens of history. Yeah, it's, which it feels is a bit not, preachy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how this kind of goes forward because um, you would think that someone who is steeped in that culture probably wouldn't live very long if they live by modern day morals yeah which it'll be interesting to see what happens well um, it doesn't seem like they're uh on the track to surviving because they just lost eight sheeps and they're living in iceland so that's true that's very very true um but one thing you you definitely put in here is um the the concept of no good deed goes unpunished which is kind of what can be said of thor's was saving quote-unquote saving the life of the slave the runaway slave. Um, I'm just trying it, to understand what was the purpose of the story. I feel like that was the purpose of telling that story. Was that a lesson? Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, runaway slaves in general tended not... Like, people who ran up upon runaway slaves... And I'm kind of saying this through the lens of an American, so American slavery. Um, people who ended up housing runaway slaves typically it didn't end very well for them so i i think there's there's a lot to be said about that old adage that no good deed goes unpunished and i think that was the whole point of this this part of the story and also when leaf was telling thorfinn about the history of their village thorfinn didn't believe him and i don't know i just interpreted that as thorfinn didn't want to believe that his father ran away from a fight because that would make him a coward and honestly, I feel like his father is kind of a hypocrite because he wants to be this moral person, but it's just not practical. It's just not going to happen. Like, look at where you live. A, yeah, it's not, it's not practical in the culture with which they reside. Like, if you want to live a peaceful life, you're going to have to claim it through violence. Honestly running away to Iceland is not sustainable. And I feel like he's living in this fantasy land where he can think he can, like, just run away from his problems, but I don't see that as going to be working out. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I'm really interested to see where it goes from here. So, I guess the best way to to, to kind of wrap this up, I suppose, um, I guess we should talk about the ED as well. Um, I like the ED a lot. It's sort of, it's almost like you go from what the fuck is going on, like, oh my God, shit's going down, to like really melancholy beats. And I'm like, okay. It's, it's, it's an interesting, the ED is a very interesting contrast to, well, first and foremost, the OP, uh, but also to the story being told. Yeah, the, the OP is like, 
I'm so angry and sad. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then the ED is like, let's sail on a journey. <laughs> but yeah. okay, like it's Aimer for the ED, and I love Aimer's vocals, and she does an amazing job for this. Um, I described her like uh, humming as yodeling before in our <laughs> chat. And listen, I love her when she yodels, but <laughs> um, I really love the ED too. And oh my god, the images, the the backdrops of Iceland and the ED are so beautiful. I just want yeah, to, I just want to melt into them. Also, I'd like to point out that like the first half of the first stanza is in English. Honey, I couldn't tell. <laughs> English. It sounded super uh, beautiful. It sounds super beautiful, so I like it. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be really interesting to see if they change either the OP or the ED going forward after, like, episode 12 or 13. Um, if it's if it plays to Studio Wit traditionally, they will. More um, than likely, it will for the uh, second part of it. Are you fucking yawning in the middle of this recording? Fuck Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um I, it'll be interesting to see if they change it and if they do what they change it to um if they do change anything just please change the visuals in the op maybe um uh, yeah so I, I, I what what are our first impressions of the first episode of vinland saga it's one of the most anticipated uh anime that have come out so far in 2019 so does it live up to the hype in its first episode well i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna interpret by your laugh the answer is no no stop i i think the well honestly we didn't get to see a lot in the first episode but i like the aesthetic of i don't know nordic life it's just it's fun um but otherwise not much happened so it's not it's not that exciting yet but i'm interested okay what about you, Chinoda? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I generally don't know. <laughs> That's wow. Okay, well, what's wonderful commentary from Chinoda there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Give me something, Chinoda. Jesus Christ! Did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked it. It was fair enough. I I want to. I'm probably gonna have to sit down and uh, see it again to figure things out, honestly. So I can't give you too much at the moment, honestly. Okay. Um, uh, for my my personal input, um, I was not expecting them to necessarily go in the direction they went with with the first episode, but I'm not displeased by what we got. Um, yeah, there's some technical stuff that's not great, as we mentioned the CGI water. And some of the CGI character models. Um, the OP has a couple of visual hiccups. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a slow start to the first episode. But I think what we're going to get, what I'm hoping we're going to get is some really good world building over the first couple of episodes. And then jump into the story. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think, yeah, it's kind of lived up to the hype so far that I wanted it to have. I think it's it's a story it, it's a hero's journey type story that's done over like an epic time frame. So I think the fact that the first episode was a little bit slower, I'm okay with. 
You know what? That's all. Yeah, I know. that that does sound good. Hopefully, we'll see in the upcoming episodes uh, that they keep on doing the world building and then eventually main story. So yeah, yeah, I'll have to agree to that. All right. So that was the first episode of Vinland Saga. Uh, so I guess over the next twenty four episodes or twenty four weeks, uh, we will be doing at least one of these a week. We might have the first two out this uh, the same week to kind of catch up, but. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night. Thanks for joining don't have anything to end with remember never rescue an escaped slave (laughs) you lose all eight of your uh youngest sheep that's the lesson i learned from this episode